Hey, Diz After Dark listeners. I want to invite you all to join us over on ScareZone, Halloween Horror Nights podcast. ScareZone is a news, interview, history, and commentary podcast all about Universal's premier Halloween event. It's hosted by fans and experts like me, Logan Seculo, former WWE superstar Scotty Too Hottie, and Diz After Dark's own Chris Ripley. Subscribe however you get podcasts and head over to ScareZone.com for more information. We here at the show are proud supporters of Diz After Dark. And remember, keep your eyes closed and your ears open on ScareZone. Warning, this show contains childish adult content and is intended for immature, mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. The views spoken are ours and ours alone, not those of any other bugger. If you're easily offended, we strongly suggest finding another podcast. Everybody neat and pretty, then on with the show. Hello and happy new year to you, dear listener, uh, from Disaster Dark. I am Nick, and uh, tonight's show is hosted by me in pants. Uh, American listeners, that's not trousers, that's my underwear, because um, I just got caught in the rain. Anyway, that might be a bit too much information for this show, so with that in mind, I'd like to welcome you to the other people that are on tonight's show. Uh, Miss Boston White, how are we doing? Um, good. Happy New Year, everyone. And to you as well. And what would a disaster dark be without somebody called Paul on it, Mr. Paul Dolan? Hello, Happy New Year. I'm sitting here in my uh, Christmas present. More about that later. Oh, hello. <laughs> a smoking jacket. <laughs> no. Ah, disappointing, disappointing. No, it's uh, there's a Disney connection. Oh, very good. Very good. I, I, uh, we'll come to Christmas second, but mine was uh, very Disney light, actually. Not to be confused with Disney life, obviously. Um, so, yes, Happy New Year to you all. Um, before we crack on with that, um, what's everybody drinking? I'm drinking my usual, bud. I heard some clinking before we pressed the record button. I did yeah, wonder. Yes, yes. Very nice. Mr. D? Uh, sorry, I'm on the coffee tonight. Ah. Yeah, a nice oh, cup yeah. of Joffrey's. Wish it was. It's not. <laughs> someone's, Instant. Someone's not sleeping very well. Right. <laughs> um, I've, I'm still cracking through the Christmas beer. I, another thing I discovered over Christmas was that um, you don't need a fridge to keep beer cold. Or a freezer, for that matter. I use nature's fridge. Oh, my beer's been outside for weeks. <laughs> it's bloody cold. It's freezing. Uh, it's a bottle of Coors Light, of course, and uh, the, the the cold and damn cold bands are both uh, visible, which means it's bloody cold and struggling to open it. I've got a crappy bottle opener, so anyway, cheers, everybody. Cheers. So yes, we've we've uh, we've had a few weeks off, um, while well, we've all tried to enjoy at Christmas and spending time with. Uh, our family and loved ones and uh, also I imagine probably time spent with people that we're supposed to love that we don't. Um, did we all have a lovely Christmas? 
Yeah, it was so nice. Yep, very good, thanks. Good, good, good. Great. So, who who wants to talk about their Christmas first? Go ahead, Amanda. Well, I didn't really do much. I just went back to Liverpool, but it was just nice to be with Ash. And my mum lives in the Lake District now, so she came home, I went home, and we just had such a nice time together. Oh, it's lovely. I loved it, but then I had to drive back up to the northeast for a few days, and then I went back home for New Year, and that was even more fun. So I just had a real nice time with Ash. You, I mean, you two, for those that... I imagine most people that listen to this would have caught one of your, your videos by now. Uh, but for those that don't, you, you do seem to have a very special relationship with your sister. Yeah, she's my bestie. Yeah. It's really nice. I mean, yeah. you know, of uh, sisters are, are friendly, but I do think with you, you do seem to have a, a bit more of a bond than, than a lot of sisters that I've seen. Probably, because we're so close in age, like, we've just always done everything together. So, if you want to be my friend, you have to be Ash's friend too, because we come as a package, so as guys. Um, <laughs> but we just have so much fun together, and she is my best friend. So, I love you, Ash. Oh, I feel like... And she does listen, so I'll get tweets for that. She might have me a present. <laughs> Oh, lovely. Uh, Mr. D, a little bit of a different Christmas for you this year, I imagine? Yeah, slightly different, yeah. Um, pretty quiet, really, because obviously youngest daughter is um, is working in Orlando. Yeah. So um, we did a bit of escaping on Christmas Day, and uh, she was actually working in the Rose and Crown on Christmas Day. A.K.A. So, um, the mountain's head. Uh, yeah, you know, the uh, away from home, Moses head. Yes. Uh, so yeah, it was uh, it was a little bit different. Um, she had a good time. She was working, but it sounds like it was a good atmosphere in the parks. Uh, and then again at New Year's, it sounds like the um, illuminations with the holiday tag uh, was really good. And uh, I think they have fireworks around the world as well in the in the order that the countries uh, see New Year. So ah, oh, very good. You know, uh, so I don't know what order that would be, but um, a little sort of firework display for each of those, and then and then uh, illuminations with the holiday tag, which she said was amazing. So yeah, it's good. It's good Christmas. It was quiet. I mean, we watched from a from a Disney connection point of view. It was it was probably more about Star Wars than anything else. So when I said I'm sitting here in my Christmas present, um, my eldest daughter thought it would be highly amusing to get me a pair of stormtrooper fleecy uh, pajamas. I guess they are. <laughs> so uh, that's what I'm sitting in, um, <laughs> Mr. Fleecy Stormtrooper. <laughs> we, funny enough, actually, we just bought, um, because Disney Store have, have been having a sale on for a few weeks, as they do uh, around Christmas, or just after Christmas, sorry, every year. And um, we just bought both of the kids um, Stormtrooper pyjamas. So mm-hmm. Alice, Alice had Stormtrooper pyjamas last Christmas. Um, that she she really liked, and uh, yeah, we, we we bought some for for both, so that was uh, that was rather cool. Yeah, yeah, they, they, all the all the cool kids are wearing stormtrooper pajamas this, this winter. <laughs> so uh, yeah, my Christmas my Christmas was um, was good. Um, 
as it was the, the first one my daughter really got the magic of Christmas so that was that was really special and I think I sent us in a photo to you of where Father Christmas had visited the the house you did yeah. yes left some footprints. that was so cute she didn't mm-hmm. like it because it was cold because <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, it was it's this stuff um you know spoiler alert but we used some stuff that was called like magic snow or something so it comes mm-hmm. in a pot like powder and you put some you add some water to it and it turns into like artificial snow so that's what we used um like around the boots that we that we used um but it but it looks like snow and it so in a way feels like snow as, as well like it's, it gets quite cold um and so she she lights until she touches it and like, oh no too cold so we had to clear it up for her but um yeah she, she had a lovely time and um got to see some family got to see some friends so it was uh, a nice time overall but yeah it's just over too quickly isn't it just as yeah. you start to yeah. get going it you know and i actually i i rarely get um time off over christmas I normally get a couple of days or so, but this year I actually took off. Um, well, I was I was off from the twenty third to the uh, the fourth of, of January, so I took off quite a few days. But um, mm-hmm. still seems to fly by. Just um, yeah, so uh, it was it nice. Does. But uh, but yes. Now uh, you mentioned Star Wars before I mm. I talk about what I. Uh, I've been putting off about Star Wars. Um, have you had a chance now to see Rogue One? Yes. Yeah, now, definitely. Now, me and Miss Ripley obviously talked about it on on the podcast, so we're not going to go into like massive details about it. Um, and I'm actually seeing it again this week. So by the time this episode goes out, um, I, I I will probably just about be ready to go and see it again um, for my second time. But um, what was your thoughts? Um, well, I, I really liked it. I thought it was great. I mean, uh, I went with eldest daughter, Katie, and, and Kerry, wife, and uh, they really enjoyed it as well. So they're, they're not the biggest Star Wars fans. Mm. They, they've watched the movies and they think they're okay. Yeah. But we all really enjoyed uh, Rogue One. Um, obviously, don't want any, any kind of spoilers, but... Uh, yeah, I just thought it was a you know different story. You can, you can you can say spoilers if you want. I'll tell you why. Because if you haven't yeah. seen Rogue One by now, yeah, then... no, I haven't seen it. Oh well, there you Are go. Are you going to go and see it? Not yet, because like half of my Christmas with Ash was spent watching Star Wars from the beginning. Oh right, because ah. I don't really watch Star Wars films. Now, see, uh, this, no, is, that... this is why. This is why I'm glad. You, I'm glad you said that because the, the whole reason why I said I went, you know. If you haven't watched by now, because I knew you hadn't seen them, so you've now yeah. started watching them, have you? Yeah. Wow. Mm. Okay. Let, let's let's go to that in a second. So, so but, yeah. Sorry, Missy. That's okay. I was just going to say that um, we uh, we just started tonight watching episode seven, and we've just watched them from the beginning. So we've watched one, two, three. Obviously, we don't have Rogue One on DVD, so we couldn't watch three point seven five. But then we watched four, five, six, seven, uh, or, or we're, we're just watching seven again now. Wow. Uh, so yeah, I did think it was really good. Um, some good ideas, some good characters. Um, obviously, lots of little nods to the original mm. movies and little connections, and actually. I, I did intend to go back and see it for a second time during the holidays, but didn't manage it. But I still want to do that. And uh, I'm kind of looking forward to spotting 
things because I know I know I would have missed things. You know, I know there oh, was yeah. lots and lots and lots of little nods in there. Um, well, I um, yeah, I, I went to see The Force Awakens again before mm-hmm. um, before it came out on on Blu-ray because I was waiting for the the 3D release. I knew I wasn't going to buy it on Blu-ray, and I wanted to see it again. So I'll sort I'll go to the pictures and see it. And I mm-hmm. saw it about the end of March or something. I think it was only like a, what, one or two screens a day by that point at the multiplex, but it was still showing. So anyone yeah. who's not seen it, there's still you know I'll argue there's plenty of time to go and see it because um, it's still the um, it's still the biggest. Uh, well, it's still number one in America and the UK at the moment. So uh, yeah, it's it's not going anywhere for a while. So plenty of time for that. So uh, in that case, to go from from somebody who knows the films very well to uh, and watching Rogue One to somebody who hasn't seen Rogue One but started watching uh, Star Wars. So uh, Amanda, where where have you started? Where did you start with Star Wars? Okay, so I I obviously don't know much about the films, but mm. Ash was gonna start me off with older ones yeah but then she changed her mind and decided that i should start with episode one okay so that i can follow the entire story without okay. asking her five thousand questions <laughs> okay okay so you start with with uh the phantom menace so uh, first question i've got to ask you then did you like the phantom menace right i liked it yeah i hate jar jar binks interesting uh well i mean the thing is universally i think he's hated but for example yeah 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 but like my wife um she loves jar jar binks for some peculiar reason yeah and i'm i'm firmly in your camp i think he's a terrible character i just don't know what george lucas was smoking when that came up you know. I just felt like you could have taken all of his parts out of the film and it would have made no difference yeah, to I, the story. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely agree. Um, and the good thing is, I mean, I, I would argue that The Phantom Menace is probably my least favourite. A lot of people have said that yeah. to me. So the, the fact that you started there, it's, it, it, yeah, I'll, I'll talk about all this in, in, in a second. So you saw Phantom Menace, um, which uh, what other ones have you seen? I started to watch the one after that. I don't know what that's called. That's Attack of the Clones, that one. Okay, but I didn't manage to finish it, so I'm not watching them without her. I'm going to wait until I go back to Liverpool next week so that I can ask her questions. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's that's good. The only... I will pre-warn you on on Attack of the Clones. Have you ever seen John Carter? No. Okay, in that case, don't worry about it. Uh, if you'd seen John Carter, I'd have, I'd have um, warned you about some stuff, but no, it's fine. Um, yeah, it's, it's interesting about the orders of films, because obviously, when I first watched Star Wars, uh, and especially when Miss D first watched Star Wars, uh, there was only three films. The middle three, four, five, mm-hmm. and six. So we didn't have to worry about the order of the films, because four, five, and six was logical. Then we got the prequels. So you get one, two, and three. And it's like, well, you know... The, the, the correct order and the order that your your sister is uh, making you watch those in technically is correct because that yeah but how a lot of people did not agree with that well I I've I think I might have talked about this before but I'm a big fan of what's known as the machete order 
Now, I'm not sure the origins of the name Machete. Uh, well, I, I mean in terms of Star Wars, not in terms of what a Machete is. Um, but a Machete order is uh, four, five, two, three, six, and then now seven. That's the order that the Machete well, that one. order goes in. No, because because most people don't like the Phantom Menace. Okay, so they just no, cut just... that out completely with yeah. the Machete. Yeah, because because basically, I mean, really, uh, and Mr. Day, your thoughts on this? I don't really think, other than introducing you to characters, Episode One is really relevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's just yeah, you, you can certainly cut it out. I mean, I don't I don't think. Nothing, nothing drastic you miss a happens. lot. Nothing drastic happens in it. No, I mean, I still say that the best ever lightsaber fight is in episode one. Yeah. The Darth Maul <laughs> lightsaber fight. And that's, mm. and that's you know, I've, I've still got to watch most of episode seven, but I don't even remember there being a, a better lightsaber fight than that. Um, and there's some good scenes in it. Mm. But, yeah, there's, there's some rubbish in it as well. And, yeah. and in particular, Jaja Binks. <laughs> yeah, great. Uh, he's just ridiculous. I mean, even even if he made it as a kids' film, he's still annoying. Well, I think I think that's what he was going for, because I mean, mm. a lot of people didn't like Ewoks. Now you'll obviously discover those a bit later on. That's not a spoiler alert. Don't worry. But um, yeah, and and when the Ewoks were introduced to Star Wars, it was seen as oh well, it's just more action figures for George the Flog and he can do a little cartoon series which is what he did and he did some spin-off films and, and everything um, and it was just kind of like a merchandise thing aiming it at kids and, and blah 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 and I think that's what he was hoping Jar Jar Binks was going to be like a new uh, kid friendly character that everyone would love but he's just a bumbling idiot <laughs> and he's not yeah. lovable no you know? um, I, on, a, on a side note I've actually got a signed picture of uh, Brian Blessed, um, or sorry, a signed picture signed by Brian Blessed, of uh, I think it's Boss Nass is his character in the Phantom Menace, um, mainly because he'd run out of Hawkman photos at that point, which was very disappointing. Clearly <laughs> the uh, the superior role there, but uh, yeah, nice nice guy. Um, well, that's good. I- Nick. <laughs> Nick's gone. <laughs> no, Nick, yeah. Nick is talking. Nick's out on his mute button, so he's talking. Ah, right. the, 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 the <laughs> um, <laughs> no, I was just, I was just saying that. Um, I'm, I'll do it again. I'm glad you're watching it, just because it's it's becoming a you know you know Star Wars obviously becoming such a big thing now in Disney parks that um, uh, you know I think it's even if you don't like them very much, if you know a little bit about it or like bits of it, it, it will make that kind of experience a bit better. But uh, that's true, and also Ash will give me a break because all she does <laughs> is give me grief all the time. Oh bless! Constantly, um, and then I spend my life being asked who shot first. <laughs> well, it's and a if question. I don't say Han Solo, she goes cray. Well, to to be fair. You don't have much choice in that because that's a bit of history that's tried to be rewritten. Wow. Uh, disgustingly so. Um, yeah. I would still love because I mean it's it's 40 years old this year. 25th of May 1977 is when A New Hope was first released in American theatres. Um, 
and I still have hope that Disney will do the right thing. And I've heard that they are working on a restored cut. Um, so we've got the version we've got. It's got both. It's got the theatrical release and then the digitised one. Right. So, yes, so the, we um, watched the theatrical release. Right. And uh, yeah, hand definitely shoots first. Because the because I think, if I'm not mistaken, what happened was, or, or the story is that when George Lucas started working on the. Uh, 20 the 20th anniversary release mm-hmm. which is when they first added the the extra scenes in and the the special effects when he was working on those he destroyed the original negatives mm-hmm. in the process um and so those versions that are on that dvd um are taken from the laser disc yeah, which, right. which is why they're, they're a bit cropped um, right compared to the the special edition versions um but there there's definitely been talk uh from people that have been at lucasfilm recently that they've seen working progresses on mm-hmm. restored cut so i'm hoping that'll be like the announcement that they have for like the the 40th anniversary that we are going to be able to get those in yeah. you know f- proper high definition not you know just dvd quality but you know mm-hmm proper full-on original uh star wars the way it was uh, intended to be um yeah. with that said obviously we've we've had a few weeks off and some stuff's happened and um craig craig actually suggested to me for doing a a little podcast and to be honest like over over the break and i i couldn't face it i just every time i tried to think about doing it i just like no i just i'm not in the mood to do it um and really you know what it was going to be about is obviously on the star wars news front the the untimely death of uh carrie fisher Mm. which happened just over christmas and um it was it was weird we were watching gremlins um the night she had the heart attack because uh, my wife had never seen it since she was a kid and scared her off for life, pretty much. So we tried watching it again, and uh, I got a, uh, a news alert through to say that she'd been taken ill on a on a plane and had a heart attack. And after the year 2016 had been, I thought, oh, not please, not another one, and not her. And then the next, and then they said that she was. Uh, you heard reports she was stable and then she was in a coma and then she was in ICU so it was all kind of conflicting reports and the next day Rick Parfit died of status quo yeah, right, yeah. and I, I kind of uh, it's my own fault now I, I kind of joked on brother that it might be a Final Destination thing where uh, it's it skipped past her and taken somebody else um, and uh, and then she never recovered and um, it it, it it upset me more than I thought it would do. I think because over the last couple of years she'd become quite, I don't want to say popular again, but you saw her a lot more. Obviously, you mm-hmm. saw her in episode seven, uh, and she's she's finished right. She'd finished filming on on episode eight um, over the summer, so that that film's done. Um, but she was uh, obviously going to be in, in, in episode 9 as well or that's what they've said so 
they're now trying to think about what they're going to do. But, you know, she was like, over here uh, promoting the book and a few things. And actually she did, um, I think the saddest part was watching 8 out of 10 cats, which I think she recorded a day or two before she flew back. Mm. And on that, because it was a Christmas special, they were talking about what they were going to do for Christmas. And then um, she was talking about her plans with her mum. And, uh, and you know, that, that kind of went out. And, you know, you knew that it, it didn't happen. Mm. Those plans that she was talking about didn't happen, and um, you know she she left uh, she she lived um, a strange life in in you know the, the fact that she had a lot of demons, but she was very open about her battles with uh, mental health and uh, with drugs, um, which was quite refreshing. You know, a lot of people weren't doing that when she was, mm. and she was always quite open, and she always just seemed so witty. And sharp, right? She she really had a good humour to her. Um, and the thing is, like you know, because I, I was four when I first saw Star Wars, so I, I imagine you must have been a similar age, Mister D. Yeah, I was a bit older than that, I think. <laughs> but you know, in 1977. Yeah, but watching Star Wars. Uh, you know, and and she's obviously in it from from the beginning of of episode four. Um, I, I'd never seen I'd never seen a film like it, but I'd never seen a woman in a film like that. Like, she, yeah, you mean she 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 had a bit of sass to her. Um, yeah. You know, in, in Empire Strikes Back, in that she actually, uh, you know, had a bit of fight to her. Um, mm-hmm. She wasn't just a a heroine in distress. She was more than that. Yeah, um, no, it's very true. I mean, like I say, we just watched episode four a couple of days ago, and um, she has a she has a strong character even in the even in the first one, even in a new hope. Yeah, she's. I mean, I mean, although the film is essentially about her them trying to rescue her, she's not really a damsel in distress. She's stuck, mm-hmm. uh, but I wouldn't say that she's she's necessarily a damsel in distress. You know, she can she can hold her own. Um, yeah, but, but, um, you know, she had a, she had a great body of work. Um, and I mean, I, I think what's sad as well is the fact that, you know, the, the day, was it the, the day after she died or the day after that, but her mum died. Yeah. You know, and, you know, her mum was Debbie Reynolds, again, another, uh, famous actress. What was interesting, I think, was the fact that, and I didn't notice until, this happened is that um, Carrie Fisher was was 19 when she got Princess Leia, which is that when she did the first Star Wars film, um, and that was kind of a, a big break. Really, she did a, she did a film before that with Warren Beatty, but I think that was a her major break. Um, and her mum, her major breakthrough was Singing in the Rain, and she was 19 when she did that. So mm. both started their careers at the you know both started their fame at, at the same age. Um, and watching them together, um, there's, and there's a documentary that uh, HBO are making, um, which I think is due to be released in the spring, about them uh, and about their relationships. Uh, you know, seeing them together in trailers of that, they look like they had such a, a lovely time together. And, um, you know, it was probably that that led to her dying. Uh, and it's mm. a shame, but at the same time, you know, it, it, 
probably a sense of relief as well in some ways as morbid as that sounds because you shouldn't have to bury your, your kids um yeah. but yeah just 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 really sad really sad and um it'll be interesting to see what they what they do with um with episode uh with episode 10 uh, episode mm-hmm. 9 sorry um in in terms of her character because um you know it does sound like from what disney was saying is that she was going to be a part of uh, episode 9 as well and and look you know that that is not necessarily a spoiler because for all we know she could have been killed off in in episode 8 <laughs> and appear as a ghost in episode nine. We've got no idea. <laughs> no one knows what's going to happen in episode eight yet. So, don't you know? Don't hear that as a spoiler. But um, yeah, it was it was just uh, it was just sad. And I think you know, with with her and her mum and George Michael all dying within a few days of each other, as well as everyone else that we lost in, in 2016 in, in the world of uh, celebrity, it, it's just been a real kicker and. Uh, I'm glad it's over, but um, yeah, I, I'm I'm sad for a loss, but um, you know, she will always be our princess, and we've yeah. always got these films to to look back on. And um, what's even what I, I do think is quite ironic is um, one of the things we bought uh, in the summer was uh, a Princess Leia dress-up costume for my daughter. Mm. That she's too, she's too small for now. I think it's it's five to six or something, and she's only a little dot. So um, it'll probably be next year or the year after that she'll be able to uh, to wear it. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad she's got it now. I think it comes with the buns as well to put in your hair. Ah. That, that should be quite fun. But yeah, so um, yeah, that's that's done. Uh, you know, I, I I obviously wanted to to. to and we had to talk about it, but um, yeah, I'm, I'm glad it's done now. We can kind of focus on on other bits and and pieces. So uh, for anyone that's still listening, and it's been pretty Star Wars heavy, I apologise. It will move away from Star Wars now. We'll talk more about Disney stuff, so don't don't worry. Um, but was there anything um, that anyone wanted to particularly talk about first? Because there's, there's been a few things while we've been away. No, anything. Yeah, yeah, anything. Well, a few newsy things. Yeah, well, the f- I mean, the first thing I wanted to to bring up um, was, and only because it, well, actually, a few bits have come out today, so I'm sure you guys pick up something else, but um, Star Wars Rogue One, or sorry, Rogue One, A Star Wars Story, um, is number one uh, for the fourth week at the American box office they announced today. Um, I love how you were like, we're moving away from Star Wars mm-hmm. now. <laughs> but that's because <laughs> that's because it's now um, take like the worldwide gross after this weekend has now pushed it into fifth place in the 2016 worldwide grosses list of films. Now we talked about that list uh, probably about six months ago, maybe. Um, Mm. maybe September time and about what that top three was looking at at the time but now because of that the top five is now Disney films really? every Mm. one of those is Disney films so um, does anyone does anybody want to start from number one 
as to what the biggest grossing Disney film has been this year? <sighs> it should be obvious, but it may not be obvious. That's not uh, right. Uh, no idea. Marvel? Is it, is it uh, Civil War? It is Captain America Civil War was number one. Yeah. Number two? I can tell you now that's the only Marvel one in the top five. Right. Well, Star Wars, the uh, Rogue One. Sorry. No. Star Wars. Still. No. No. Rogue One. Rogue One is number five. So that oh, is it number five? Okay. Bearing, look, bear in mind, it's only been out for four weeks. Yeah, I suppose. So. <laughs> yeah. Big four weeks, so. Oh, um, massive, massive. Well, um, uh, gone on that then. Would it be episode? Seven then? No, no, because I think I think it's. What does that count? It's twenty fifteen. Okay, so because it opened in twenty fifteen. Yeah, yeah. Uh, What else did we have this year? We had Moana, but that was fairly late on. Mm -hmm. I'm guessing that's in there somewhere. At number fifteen, Moana. Oh, fifteen. Okay. And um, what else do we have? Go on, Amanda. Um, I'm leaving all this to Paul because I have no idea. You must have seen some Disney films this year, surely. Like, not off the top of my head. Finding Dory's number two. Oh, I haven't oh, seen Oh, of course, yeah. So, Finding Dory's number two, and Moana's number 15, and there's no other uh, Marvel films in that list. What's mm-hmm. number three? What else came out this year? <laughs> It's been a busy year for Marvel, for Disney films. Has it? Yeah. Number three, Zootopia. Yeah, okay. And number four is The Jungle Book. Right. The live-action Jungle Book. Uh, Doctor Strange at number 11. Mm-hmm. Um, not surprisingly, Alice Through the Looking Glass at 28. Yeah, well, it didn't it didn't do that well, did it really? No, oh no, I expected it to be much lower than that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the BFG was at number forty on this list. Yeah, just saw that last week. Um, I've not seen it yet, actually. I've not seen that one. Uh, Peach Dragon was fifty-three. Yeah, I haven't seen that. Yeah, well, that's that's not supposed to be too bad, actually. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm surprised, I'm surprised some of the some of where these are, but it's the it's the global list, which is. Uh, which is possibly why, but um, yeah. So, so I, I don't think there's been an, an, another year where that's happened. Maybe I'm wrong, but um, yeah, I'm. I'm uh, that, that's well. Somebody bad. else can write in and tell us exactly if we are wrong. Oh, don't what be was the, uh... Unless it's Kevin Curtis Allen mm-hmm. or, or Lewis or, or possibly Vicky. No one's going to email it. To, there you <laughs> to go. To correct us. One of those three, mate. <laughs> <laughs> well, the cha- challenge, the challenge has been set, guys. Yeah. Um, but I mean, either way, a, a bloody impressive year mm. for, for Disney. Absolutely yeah. amazing. Um, Rogue One. Right. So uh, domestically, the biggest film of the year was Finding Dory, followed by Rogue One, which is amazing mm. when you think about it. In four weeks, Rogue One has done almost the same box office business as Finding Dory. Mm. 
yeah. did in uh, I don't know it's it's 10, 11 weeks that it was probably open at cinemas. It's about twelve weeks now is the window, isn't it, mm. for a film to be to be uh, at cinemas still. But yeah, it's uh, it's crazy. Yeah, good year. Mm. And so that can only be good for movie fans, I think. Yeah, but still, so no Tron three. So, uh, what what are you playing at Disney? You've made enough money this year, surely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, throw in a loser. Go on. Sagami, <laughs> <laughs> Steve, what did you want to talk about? Um, well, did you see the um, Magic Kingdom one day dining plan news story? Yeah, I, just, I thought that was interesting. I was so... literally going to bring this up, but then I was like, actually, I don't know an awful lot about this about the dining plan anyway, so I'm going to have to ask Paul. Yeah, sure. I mean, it's it's interesting. So it's um, it's a test. So I think it's only on from the 12th of January to the 22nd of February. Obviously, Magic Kingdom. Um, they're calling it Disney Dine on the Go plan, and you can prepay for one day of meals and. Essentially, what you get is uh, you get one quick service meal, uh, which needs to be used. You get like a certificate, and that needs to be used before 4 p.m. And then you get a dinner certificate, which needs to be used from 4 p.m. to park closing. And each meal is a main course or an entree and a non-alcoholic beverage and no dessert. So... If I'm if I'm understanding it correctly, you basically get a main course and a drink for lunch, a main course and a drink for dinner, and the restaurants that are included in the test are Casey's Corner, Columbia Harbour House, Cosmic Rays, Starlight Cafe, Pecos Bells, and Pinocchio's Village House, and the price is twenty nine dollars for adults and twelve dollars for children aged three to nine. And I just, I'm not quite sure why it's a good idea, really. I'm not quite sure. Because, okay, $29 or damn near $30 for two counter-service main courses and two soft drinks. That doesn't seem like a great deal to me. I I felt like that. I felt like, isn't that just what it would cost you anyway, probably? Pretty much. I mean, I looked at, I didn't look at every menu, I must confess, but I looked at a couple of them and, you know, okay, I'm sure there are some entrees which are up around the $15 mark. So maybe you get the drink kind of for free. But there's also some, if you look at Casey's Corner, where the entrees are like 12, 12 $12.50. So you're kind of, you're kind of breaking even. Um, I just don't see that it's a, that it's an amazing deal, and I just wonder where they're where they're going with this. I suppose if I suppose it's the prepay thing, you know, the fact that you can pay up front mm. and book, you know, and then you don't need to worry about it when it gets as it gets nearer your holiday. Or but do people tend? Because I don't, but I don't know what other people do. Do a lot of people have lunch and dinner at quick service restaurants in Disney? At those well, restaurants in particular. I think, particularly in the Magic Kingdom, I think I think maybe yes, because you know there aren't that many table service restaurants in the Magic Kingdom. You've really only got a couple. You've got Tony's and Liberty Tree Tavern, and well, you got Cinderella's Royal Table or the Castle. 
Um, you got the plaza, which is quite small. So there's there's really only sort of four or five restaurants. I think it's Skipper Canteen as well. You would call table service, but there's a lot of counter service and. Magic Kingdom is a busy park and a lot of people don't want to take the time to, you know, stop and have a sit-down meal. So counter services is very popular. There's no, no doubt about that. Um, and if you're going to be there the whole day, then, yeah, counter service lunch, counter service dinner is is not a bad idea. But um, it just seems like the deal here isn't that great of a deal, you know. You're not, you don't seem to be saving a massive amount of money. Personally, I wouldn't bother. I'd just go and buy what I needed to buy. Yeah. So uh, I just thought it was odd. Um, it is only a trial, so maybe they'll learn from it and come back with something a bit different. Um, but, uh, yeah, interesting. I was feeling like maybe they were doing this as a test to then try something where they could do a table service one as well. So maybe mm-hmm. you could have a quick service for your lunch and then a table service for your dinner. Yeah across maybe all of the parks or all of the resort restaurants, like the regular dining plan, but mm-hmm. obviously just the one-day one. Yeah. And I so said the tickets will be available at the ticket sale booths at the Ticket and Transportation Centre. So they're, they're not anticipating that people are going to be, you know, kind of pre-planning this too much. Um, you know, you turn up on the day, you park at the TTC, you buy your your ticket for this dining plan and off you go. Um, yeah, just kind of interesting. Don't don't quite get it. No, Answers I mean, on a postcard. Well, I mean, we've, we've talked about dining plans before and, you know, you've done them before. I've never done one before. And I probably, I don't see myself the benefits because of what I eat when I'm there. I don't normally, you know, I normally go for a breakfast and a dinner. Mm-hmm. Maybe a snack, like instead of a lunch. Yeah, I've got too much stuff to do, and it's hot, and I want to drink more than food. Um, so I, I, you know, I don't tend to bother. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I, I don't. Other than the fact that it's, it's paid for up front, like you say. So if you're trying to budget and and you want everything paid for, then fine. And I imagine that, you know, if you look to the menus. Mm-hmm. You might be able to make your money on it some, you know, somehow. Yeah, but, yeah. There certainly are some some main courses which are around the fifteen, sixteen dollar mark. So you're kind of getting the drink for free. You yeah. you could do that, but then you have to choose the most expensive thing, and that might not be what you actually feel like at the time. Exactly. Yeah. So I think it's. I don't think it's necessarily a, a terrible idea, but I don't think it's it's the best one either. Mm. You could do a little bit of work, but it's a it's a test, isn't it? So, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. So it's it's time to talk about the other sponsor we have uh, for the Arthur Up Podcast Network. And gents, if you were thinking, as you you have done previously and you will do again, if you was thinking about uh, booking a trip to you know one of the parks that we've talked about, who would you think? Of of asking or, or at least approaching. Well, there's only Wendy. one name. One name that springs to mind only. Wendy. So Wendy's so famous, she's only got one name, like Madonna, or Cher. Well, it's not actually true. She has she has two because she's got a surname as well, which is Pratter. So of course, Wendy Pratter at 
magical, magical journey travels. It's so we're so well prepared with this. It's like we've been practicing all day, finishing off each other's sentences. Sandwiches. Sandwiches. Oh, for God's <laughs> sake, this is totally unorganized. But we may be unorganized. But Wendy is not. Oh, smooth. You see, that's I love what how she, you did that. That's what she's there for. Um, I'm a big fan of your work. Oh well, we're a big fan of Wendy's work, which is which is the point. More than that. Um, you know, whether you've been to Disney one or a hundred times, there's still lots of planning involved, and I think we can all attest to that. Yep, and our burgers yep. are good as well. They are. <laughs> <laughs> they are. Um, and of course, now with Magic Bands, everything else is even more complex. I mean, geez, the last time I went, it was much easier than it is nowadays. So, you know, Wendy can be the person to take away that pain of getting a reservation for Be Our Guest. Where, front of the show, that Florida guy just tried, tried the grey stuff. Yeah. Hasn't reported back yet as to what it tasted like. Um, and, you know, you could try and get a fast pass for Anna and Elsa. Now, if us mere uh, muggles or, or mortals uh, tried to get a fast pass for Be Our Guest or Anna and Elsa meet and greets, how successful do you think we would be? Well, I've already failed. I didn't get I didn't get an idea for be our guest. Say. So I wish I'd I wish I'd gone to Wendy for that one. Wendy. Not just the home of good burgers, but the mm-hmm. home of good travel planning. So yeah. visit Wendy at WPMagicJourneys.com or you can contact her on Twitter at WPMagicJourneys. And of course, if you mention that you heard one of our amazing podcasts uh, and that's how you got to uh, to hear of Wendy. Uh, she'll give you $25 off your deposit for any trip package. And uh, our own Mr. Ripley at the moment has been on a one of the Disney cruises. And uh, she's able to offer generous on-board credits for Disney Cruise Lines as well. Something to bear in mind. So if you are thinking of, uh, of you know, making a trip before you go anywhere else, go and find Wendy Pratt at Magical Journeys Travels. WPMagicJourneys.com Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, you'll feel like a prat. <laughs> <laughs> Manda. My one's pretty exciting. Ooh. Okay, so the usual welcome show at Rope Drop and Magic Kingdom is no more as of yesterday because the new Let the Magic Begin show started today. So now... Nobody has to stand at the front of Magic Kingdom anymore in the morning for like 45 minutes waiting for the train show. You can go into Magic Kingdom, right in, up to the castle, and you're going to be greeted by a brand new stage show. Now, was it just last week they announced this? It was very recently. Yeah. Very, very recently. Yeah, like, there, you know, normally these things, there's a bit of, uh, a bit of warning. Um now, before we talk about the new show, I want to tell you about my first time I ever went to to Disney World. Okay. Okay. So I'd spent, uh, you know, I'd been to Disneyland Paris by this point a lot, uh, almost into double figures, I think, by that point. Um, and this was our first time going there, and uh, you know, we was really excited. My wife had been once before, but we was really excited. She wanted to like make sure that we were there first thing in the morning. We didn't know there was an opening ceremony or anything like that. Um, 
and we, and we just we just upped and went and we were actually staying on iDrive the first time we went so we had to get up mega early get a bus into the magic kingdom uh so transportation center and then get like the monorail from there and uh which is which is fine um and then we got on the monorail and as we was coming up to the park we could see the train and if you could see the train you could see all the characters on the train and i was like sorry there's no reason why someone's saying this plan except my dog <laughs> on a musical book that we've got that wasn't for ambience um <laughs> but um yeah so so we saw the characters on the train and they started waving and i was like oh my god it is absolutely magic <laughs> now i was i was uh 25 or so at the time 24 something like that so you know i shouldn't have necessarily felt that way about it but i did i was like oh my god this is really magical even though i've done disney a load of times because they don't do that at disneyland paris um so nothing and never anything to that extent that i've ever seen anyway and and so for that i've always got a bit of a soft spot for it but i also appreciate the, the kind of congestion that it can it can cause so i i, I felt in a you know, in, in two minds about this change. Now, you said the first show was today. Did you yes. actually see the first show? I watched it on a live stream this afternoon. Yep. So someone was live streaming it on Facebook as it was happening. Basically, they were let into the park about half an hour before the show was going to start. I don't know whether that's going to be all the time. Or whether it was just because it was the first one and they were anticipating a lot of people. I think it was our friend Corin, wasn't it? I didn't watch Corin. Oh, right. I think she did it as well, though. I watched... I think it was just called Disney Streaming or something oh, like right. that that I watched. Um, but he was in there for about half an hour before it came on. And then he streamed the entire thing. And it was lovely. It was a really nice show. So, basically, it's nothing like it was before. You have a royal herald that comes out and gives a little speech. And then all of the princesses come out. The fairy godmother comes out on the balcony of the castle. And it's only it's a very, very short show. It's about three minutes long. And then you have fireworks. But my only worry about it is that there's going to be so many people in the hub. And I know that they're all just going to run straight to Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. <laughs> like I know that's what's going to happen <laughs> and so I'm just worried about getting trampled by Pam so I've 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 seen like some reaction of these videos I, I I haven't actually watched one myself I saw you know 10 seconds of one um, while I was just skipping through but I didn't actually um, watch a whole one um, but I've seen a lot of negativity yeah so have it. I and, I mean, I guess that you're going to get that with any change that Disney make lately. Mm. People seem to, like, jump on the negativity train. But it's it's a nice show. And, you know, things change. Mm. And people will be over it in a week. <laughs> they're not going to they're not gonna throw, throw away their annual passes. Surely not. <laughs> yeah. oh, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, speaking about changes there have been a, another few things um going back to disneyland paris um yesterday mickey and the magician 
Is it called that? Well, the, 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 the Mickey Magic Show that took over from uh, Animagique in the Disney Studios, uh, that closed yesterday. Now, oh. it's only, a, it's only a, a, a small closure. I think it reopens the end of March or something, or the middle of March. Oh, I think you meant it closed forever. No, 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 no. But it's, it's closing for a few weeks, and then it's going to reopen until September, and then it's going to go dark again. Now... Uh, th- there's not there's not kind of any rhyme or reason to it. There's not kind of been any announcements of of why this is. I don't know if it's a a cost saving measure. I you know I I've got no idea if they're changing the show after September. It's just that they've said that it's reopening in March and then closing again in, closing down again in September. But hmm. it seems very strange to me that a show which they ran for what, 14 years or so pretty much every day um, gets changed to a new show which isn't even open fully for a year before it yeah. goes down and you know the signage has changed it's not like they've, it's like a temporary thing it's been made to look like it's a permanent change um, but yeah it's going down again hmm. I just don't I don't understand what they're trying to do I don't get it Team controls, improvements. Well, that's the that's the only thing I can I can think of possibly is is that, um, you know, they, I mean they they do that with musicals, don't they? Where you know they they have like rehearsals, and then they decide to change some songs or change some scenes because it's not working or it's not paced right or whatever. But it just seems odd that you know it's going down now, reopening again, and then going down again in September. And they haven't announced when it's reopening. Mm-hmm. Just, just seems odd. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but that wasn't the only ride to go down because today um, also saw the, the closure of uh, Space Mountain Mission Two in Disneyland Park. Mm-hmm. So that's also gone. Um, that's due to reopen around about the end of March, early April. There's been no firm date on that at all. I think they'd probably like to get it open around the same time as Star Tours, but they won't. Um, and my my betting is that it will be around about the in time for the uh, the anniversary rather than another time in April. But you know, it, it will uh, it will depend on how long it takes because it's obviously being upgraded to Hyperspace Mountain. Yeah. Much to the joy of lots of people. Apparently, uh, I don't think mm-hmm. I don't think something like this has, has divided so many people in a long time. But for me personally, um, and I was having this where I was someone on Facebook the other week. Once they changed Space Mountain to Space Mountain Mission Two, it stopped being the Jules Verne attraction it was in the first place. Mm-hmm. It just seemed quite generic after that. It didn't seem anywhere near as fun. So I don't actually care that Mission Two's gone. You know, I, I probably would have liked it more if they were changing it back to the original version. But from a Star Wars point of view, as a fan, yeah, why not? I think it worked really well. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's down for a few weeks. Yeah. Um, what else have we lost? Lost other rides. I don't know about lost. What about what about what's coming? Well, actually, there's a, there's a couple of scurrilous rumours. One is oh, the great on, movie uh, ride. Well, hang on. Before we do, hmm? we did a, yeah. we did lose another ride over in California. 
because the haunted uh, the haunted mansion, the Tower of Terror. Yeah. Makes me so upset. Finally gone. Um, after months of of us knowing it was it was going soon, um, it doesn't. It doesn't because I mean, we've still got the Orlando one, okay. you know, the best one, and we've yeah. still got the Paris one, which was the same as the California one. So, mm-hmm. you know, the fact it's a little bit like when they took ET out of um, Universal Studios Hollywood. You've still got ET in Orlando. Mm-hmm. So, why it's a shame that you you're still able to go on that original attraction? No, that's like saying it's fine that they got rid of Jaws at Universal because it's still in Japan. Because I can't easily fly to Japan. I did ah, but I didn't say anything about Japan. I'm still talking about the same con- continent. But I didn't want to go to California. Why not? I want to ride it in Orlando. <laughs> no. Like, if I lived in California, I'd be like, I don't want to fly to Orlando and ride it. Got, yeah. They've still got Jaws in California. They've st- they have, but it's not a ride, is it? It's part of the tour. No, it's like the studio tour. Yeah. Okay. So it's still, it's you know, it's like the it's like one scene from the like from the mm. Orlando attraction. Is, yeah. Is what you get on that tour. Um, mm. So yeah, I mean, it's it's nowhere near as fun. Whilst yes. Uh, you're quite correct. Japan still has the original uh, attraction, so yeah. I, they, you know, look. I, I, you know, I like Twilight Zone. We've had this discussion. We had Mark Silverman on, who was a brilliant guest. Um, while he's still, while it's still other parts, I'm okay. Mm. It's when they announced that Guardians is such a great ride that they're replacing it in all their locations. That's when I'll start to feel yeah. it. Feel, yeah. feel a bit worse, and just, I'll be so torn because I love Guardians. That's the thing; yeah. they're a playthrough with just, something I love. Yeah, just keep the Florida one. Do what you like with the other ones, because the, the thing is, once you've once you've ridden the Florida Tower of Terror, Twilight Tower of Terror, and then you ride any of the other ones, it is a little bit of a disappointment. You know, it, it's not it's not the same ride. No, no, fully agree. Yeah. Yeah, and look, while you know, while that Marvel loophole thing is still in place with Universal, I can't see it changing anytime soon. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, so you know, let's let's not count our chickens. But Paul, you said that you'd heard some new uh, some new rumours. So go on. Well, it's got a rumours really, but um, uh, great movie raids is obviously sponsored these days by Turner Classic Movies. So there's yeah. a rumour that they won't renew that, and that that. Ride could be changed, which would be a shame because that that is a classic ride. It certainly needs to be updated. There's no doubt about that. Mm. Some of the scenes are really getting a bit tired, like Alien and uh, and a couple of the other ones. Tarzan, um, that poor guy has just been swinging <laughs> on that rope, you know, for years. Um, but it would be nice if they is it is it was originally a movie theme park. It is a classic. Ride, even though it isn't as old as like some of the other classic rides, like mm. Carousel of Progress, but to a lot of people, it is a sort of classic Hollywood Studios ride. Um, oh, I, I, if we was losing one, I'd I'd much rather lose Carousel of Progress. <laughs> I know it's more, yeah. but uh, I've never been a fan. Um, yeah. yeah, I mean, great movie ride has been there since day one, isn't it? Since the park mm-hmm. originally opened in '89, so yeah. it, it would be a shame. But yes. Uh, well, I think a lot of people would like to see the Alien 
seen go because it still scares me. But um, yeah, I'm man enough to admit that. But um, yeah, I, th- I think it would be a shame if it if it went. But mm. I-, I think it needs a lot doing to it to kind of bring it up to speed. I think the problem is is you're you're right. You know, it was supposed to be a studio's park. You know, if we remember, you know, the reason for them doing it was to try and uh, catch Universal on the hop while they were building their park down the road, mm. which in turn was supposed to be a uh, you know, a, a replica of the Hollywood uh, version, the Hollywood Park. So it was supposed to be a studios with mm. theme park attractions. Yeah. And you know, there wasn't that much filmed at, at Disney's MGM. I mean, famously, WCW Wrestling was taped there um, for quite a few years, and you know, we talked about some of the Hulk Hogan shows, but they didn't do that much there. Um, compared to what they filmed in Universal, which yeah. really was much more like a studio. Um, yeah. And over the years, you know, well, I mean, Universal, they still have some stands, still have some stands, sound stages. I only had one beer, Jesus Christ. It's easy um, for you, Sam. Tell me about it. Um, they still have some sound stages, yay, that they use for production, not mm-hmm. just for Halloween Horror Nights. So that's still a studios, but I do feel the identity of what Walt Disney Studios, as it's now known, is. Yeah. And I I don't think it knows what it wants to be anymore, really. Yeah. Other than uh, a, a park where anything that's related to movies or, or TV gets to have an attraction. Mm-hmm. There doesn't seem to be any rhyme or reason anymore to it. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's good that there's still a live action element to it. You know, you've got the the two scenes, the gangster scene and the western scene, and there is actually a cast member who who does a bit of a spiel. So um, it's nice to see that that it's not just 3D high definition screens. Agreed. A la a la Universal, <laughs> um, and uh, you know, anyway. In theory, or if this rumour's correct, they'd keep the facade, the Chinese theatre facade, and and do something with the inside, but uh, we shall see. And the second rumour was about something opening, which is which is more positive. Mm. And, um, you know, obviously Pandora, the world of Avatar, is scheduled to open this year. We can now say this year. Mm. Um, and Disney have just said summer 2017, but um, there were some tickets released, discounted tickets, a three-day ticket or a four-day ticket. And interestingly, uh, these are released every year, but interestingly, um, there is some blackout dates for May the 27th to the 9th of June, but only for the Animal Kingdom. So, so the rumour there is, well, why only the Animal Kingdom for those dates could... Could Pandora be open for uh, Memorial Day weekend, which is the last weekend in May? Um, well, I saw a thing today that said that The View mm-hmm. is going to be filmed at Animal Kingdom for four days in March. Yeah. So I'm feeling like we might get some sneak peeks at Pandora mm-hmm. in March of The View and then probably will open yeah. maybe the next month. 
Well, I've seen some be behind-the-scenes footage because Disney have mm-hmm. been releasing little videos, haven't they? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Across social media. So, I mean, what I will say is the the animatronics look phenomenal. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know, we yeah. have we have pretty much pulled down our pants and pooped on this whole land since it was first announced. On the figuratively. Figuratively. No, no, no. Yeah. No, well, Craig I, might have actually done it. We don't know. <laughs> well, you never know with Craig. What what he does on the other side of that microphone is, is his business. No, I'm, And he's probably done his business. <laughs> no, man, I'm, I'm literally talking when it was uh, me and uh, that guy who got stuck in a toilet for a year. Um, when we first started the show, even before Mr. D came along, um, you know, we've been pretty harsh on it. And I think it's going to be really interesting to see what happens because I think whenever a park opens a new land or new attractions, you know, obviously there's like initial bars and uh, ridiculous queue times for things. But I wonder how long it's going to keep up for, especially because... You know, when this was originally planned, and this was gonna, when this was gonna be open, you know, Avatar two would have been out, and Avatar three would have been coming out, mm-hmm. and they haven't started filming Avatar two yet. Yeah. Or three, four, or five, because apparently that's what they're doing. But so, Avatar came out in two thousand nine, and here we are in twenty seventeen with a park about to be open based on that film which already people have started to care less and less about every year. And mm. there's not, not even a new film to bring back the interest. I yeah, it's very strange, isn't it? But, yeah. but at the same time, what they look to have done looks very, very impressive. Yeah. Um, I did I did hear somewhere, though, um, might have even been on one of our friends' podcasts, like Grim Grinning Host, that um, it, was, it was co-financed. So it's not that Disney have financed the whole project. It's actually like yeah. a, a shared project with Fox. Yeah. The, the interesting thing, though, is that if they make the subsequent films, well, if, if they don't make the subsequent films, then you've got a land which is themed based on a film that, although was hugely successful, isn't that great and isn't, isn't that Disney-centric. Mm. Um, and then if they do make the subsequent films and they aren't very good, then you've got to land based on more films that aren't very good. So I know people have said, well, you could just retheme it and, you know, it just becomes something something else. But, you know, nobody's going to forget that it's that it's themed on, on Avatar, really. You know, with those floating, floating mountains and things like that, it's very... You know, it's very um, kind of linked to to Avatar. Mm. So it's, the whole thing's really odd. It's, it just seems like, well, I think we've talked about it before, that it's like they jumped on it when they didn't have Star Wars before they had Star Wars and Universal had Harry Potter and they felt they had to jump on something. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think now, we actually... This, this rumour will probably be correct May 27th to June 9th and the reason why I'm pretty sure it'll be correct is we are out there in May and we come back on May 25th so <laughs> it, Wait it's, Paul, when do you get there? Uh, May the 6th I think oh, I'll see you there mate 
Meet you on the Rose and Crown. <laughs> no, I'm not going to Disney. Aren't you? No, I'm saving that for September. I'm just going to Universal. But if Avatar opens early, I'll buy a one-day ticket. Aye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, if you're doing Universal, we upset that. Yeah. Sure. Who, who, like, yeah. who likes Universal anyway? Even Lee, even Tracy. Um, <laughs> and, of course, Hunter. Um, now, uh, Amanda, I think you could tell us about something else that's been changing or is going to be changed. Okay, I've got two things, actually. Ooh. The first fun. thing is um, the Kermit balloon from Muppet Vision is going. Why is it going, Amanda? Because they don't want to see Kermit's face from Star Wars land. <laughs> They're bringing it back around. I you could, you could change it to Jabba the Hutt. It looks a bit like Jabba the Hutt. Maybe they they're repurposing it. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about this earlier because uh, that's that's the rumour I heard. Oh, sorry, that, that's the reason I heard as well, um, is, is that I, I just didn't... I don't know why I don't try and paint it. Because, like, if you think... Isn't that what I've done with the Tower of Terror? What if they just painted it like a giant Death Star? Well, that's what I mean. Like, so the, the Tower of Terror... You can see from um, from Epcot, can't you? Yeah. You can see it. I think mm. it's, is it Morocco? Yeah. Like if you if you're stood like near Mexico and you look over, you could it looks like it's part of Morocco. Yeah. Mm. But that's what I, mean, I like, literally tell everyone that when I'm drunk in Mexico. <laughs> <laughs> but they, but they've tried to they've tried to theme it. So I was I was surprised they didn't just try and do the same thing there. Just try and decorate the back of the balloon. Yeah. So do you feel like they're going to say his Muppets out? Well, I mean, I love it. I think it's great, but it has been there a long time. And I really thought like they were going to it, but then they opened Pizza Rizzo, and I was like, well, yeah. no, not. See, it just yeah. seems very short-sighted. To, well, no, it does, it does. The whole thing seems short-sighted in, in that I, I am a fan of the Muppets. I do like the Muppets, but uh, the film, the second film flopped. The first one was obviously a, a big hit. The second film didn't do so well. Back to Phil Sawyer for James Bobin, because he directed the second Muppets film, which did really badly, and then he directed Alice mm. Through the Looking Glass, which did pretty badly. And having watched it, uh, I don't think it's necessarily his fault. It looks very good, but story's pony. Um but, yeah, I mean, the second film flopped for the Muppets, and then they did a TV series, didn't they? A lot of hype about the TV series, cancelled after one season. And now yeah. they're doing nothing with the Muppets. They can't do another film because it's not been long enough for the stench of Muppets Most Wanted and its failure uh, to do anything else with it. Um, the TV series has just flopped, so they can't do anything on TV for a little bit of time. Apparently, I heard they're bringing back Muppet Babies. Really? Yeah. Uh, I think either late this year or, or next year, Muppet Babies is coming back. I think possibly mm. either Disney Junior or Disney Channel. I think that's going to be on. So, you know, which is fine. You know, Muppet Babies has always been a bit of a separate thing anyway. But my point there is that if you've got 
if you haven't got anything with the Muppets going on, like proper Muppets, does it need to be there? It's obviously not very successful anymore. And then you've just got an open a restaurant next door. I know that, like that's it. That's and they can't just be seen that now. No, they, that, you know, if they'd have done, if they'd have done that five ten years ago, that would have made sense. Doing it. I've heard nothing plot. but really bad things about Pizza Rizzo, and I'm really upset about it. I didn't like Pizza Planet though. Well, yeah. I, didn't I mean, like Pizza Planet. it was all right because obviously. I find it difficult to eat in Disney Park. So if somewhere sells pizza, I'm down with it. But I was really excited about Pizza Rizzo and I was heartbroken when it wasn't open when I was there. Mm. But every single person that I've spoken to has been like, Amanda, don't even waste your time because it's so bad. I, I can't see it being that bad. I can't, you know, I, I, I bet it's exactly what you expect it to be. <sighs> to be honest, I don't which know. Is, which is, you know, Pizza Planet rethemed. I can't see being much difference to that. Really? But, you know, I suppose. You have to go and find out. There's okay. Like way. But, I, yeah, I just, I, I, I don't know. But then what do you do with that area? What do you replace Muppets with? Hmm. A ride. I mean, you could uh, start, I mean, they, remember they, they did pins and things like that. And I think they did figures, which was a Star Wars Muppets mashup. Yes, Yes, I did. I had some of the it's, figures, yeah. It's going to be on the border of Star Wars land, so mm. maybe you could retheme the movie to some kind of 3D Star Wars Actually, Muppet. That's a, that's a point. They've just mm. done, the, they've just done the, the, uh, the history show, haven't they, as well? With the Muppets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, you mean in the Magic Kingdom? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so that's odd. They had the little Muppet Mobile Lab in Epcot yes. when we were there as well. Yeah, the uh, Muppet Mobile, which hadn't been there for years, mm-hmm. has come back out. It's very odd. Somebody, somebody Disney, somebody mm-hmm. at Disney World at the moment has a real hard on for the Muppets, which is nice, <laughs> but but not, not really because really they're getting rid of the Kermit balloon. Well, yeah, but a small sacrifice. Maybe that was a sacrifice they made. All right, we're going to get rid of yeah. the balloon, but we'll throw everything else Muppets out there. <laughs> um, <coughs> But yeah, I mean, there was always the rumour as well that, um, I, I mean, this was early on as well, that a great movie ride was going to be the Great Muppet Ride. Oh, mm-hmm. no. And what they were... Yeah. No, no, man, it was going to be good because the same yeah. thing, what they were going to do was if you think about the Great Movie Ride, they were going to Muppet that. So yeah. it would be the Muppets replacing, like, Indiana Jones. Mm-hmm. So it would be like... I hate that. Why? That would be rubbish. No, they, that's what they used yeah. to do. babies. No. Rubbish. What you actually want is you want to build another one behind it, which is the Muppet one. So you actually you've got you could go in either. You can go in the Great Movie Ride or you can go in the Great Muppet Movie Ride. Yeah. So it's like an alternative. Anyway, when they also Mama Melrose, that was going to be a Muppet themed restaurant. What? Yeah, it was. Yeah, they were going to have little trains that I think would deliver your food little trains that would go around the restaurant mama melrose is like the only place that i enjoy eating so i'd be really mm-hmm. angry if that happened oh no this was like original concept i think before it was mama melrose it was going to be a muppet restaurant oh my god never armed hmm. oh, if you want muppet news we've got plenty there you go star wars muppets <laughs> 
Um, the last thing I wanted to just talk about, bear in mind that we're, we're running a little bit over now, so I'll speed up, is um, Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. Another trade has come out. Another tease. Some singing has happened. Um, oh, yeah. What, yep. Emma. Are we still, we look, still looking forward to it? I'm yeah. so excited. I've got a mum date ready in March when it comes out. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. I don't understand why people are so angry about it. I'm dead excited. I don't, I'm not usually massive on the live-action Disney films, but no. I'm excited about this. I think with this one, though, they've tried to make it look like Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. Like, all the costumes, you know, the costumes that she wears are the same as the cartoon, Pretty, you know, with a little bit of an ex- exception, obviously, where it's got to be translated to real life. Um, I think it's interesting what they've done with the objects. Mm-hmm. What's really annoyed me though is there's a poster which Disney released on their Facebook page revealing what the objects look like in human form. I haven't seen that. Don't well, don't look for it. Okay. Because what's the, what, what, mm. what, why do you want to? Why do you want to have that spot for you? Mm. That's just odd to me. I don't I don't understand that at all. Very very weird uh, from whoever decided to uh, to launch that. <coughs> Sorry. Um, was there anything else that anyone wanted to bring up? Yes. I'm really excited about this one, but I'm really jealous that I can't be there. So Epcot have launched a brand new festival called Epcot's Festival of the Arts, and it's going to go from the 13th of Jan to the 20th of February. And basically, you're going to have all kinds of Broadway singers and actors putting on shows in the America Pavilion. There's all kinds of different artistic foods, all kinds of different um, workshops that you can attend. It looks amazing. Yeah, yeah it does look good. Done, it looks so, so good. Mm-hmm. Some good merchandise as well. They used to do something at what what was downtown Disney, and that was oh, around the yes. October time. Yeah, that's right. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, that was a festival of arts. I don't think it was called that, but something like that. Mm. Well, this looks incredible. Like I'm literally looking at pictures of the food that they're going to be selling, and it looks even better than food and wine. Well, then you've got you've got a sort of food and wine during Flower and Garden when when we are there, Amanda, um, in May. So you've You're just you've, trying to make me buy Disney tickets for me, and I'm going to end up doing I think, it. I think you should. It's, it's for your own good, you know. But, uh, <laughs> Research. Purposes. It's just it's just going to be. They're just going to keep the food and wine booths there the whole year, but then they'll they'll change like the the marketing on them. There'll be this festival, that festival, the next festival. I don't even mind that if there's food there and there's wine there, I'm happy. That's mm. why you like food and wine so much, don't you? Exactly. It's got everything that I'm looking for. Yeah. Food, wine, spaceship earth, my kind of time. <laughs> but they've launched loads of special merchandise as well for it, and it's all figment based. Yeah. Like yeah. everything's got figment on it. I told you, whoever you saw it on the Imagination Pavilion. It's yeah, so cute. seems like it. It looks really exciting, so I'm really jealous of everyone that's going to be there in, like this month and next month. It does sound does sound pretty good actually. Yeah, I do like a, do like a show tune, which only adds to the mystique around 
my my true sexuality. <laughs> admitting to that, <laughs> I met someone the other day that I like steps and take that as well. I, I promise you, it means nothing. It, re- it really doesn't. It really doesn't. <laughs> it means know. everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, Paul, was there anything else that you wanted to uh, train with? No, I think I'm. I think I'm good. Um, yeah, we've got just looking forward to our next trip. Really, now starting to plan that. So we've got four months to go. Four months yesterday. Not that I'm counting. <laughs> I'm still trying to work out when I'm going to Disneyland Paris next because I won't be going to Orlando this year. But um, it's it's such a shame because I I, <laughs> I would have uh, if things were different I would have uh, been trying all my hardest to of uh, convinced uh, my wife that we need to go to Orlando uh, in April so she can go to Disney and I can go to uh, WrestleMania. But uh, won't be happening this time around. Next or something at Orlando, I'm sure. But um, just a quick thing, which I, I mentioned in passing before, what I'm wanting to end with. So, uh, Tilikum died at the weekend. No, the uh, the orca. The, the famous, killer whale. The famous killer. The, the famous killer killer whale. Yeah. From Sea from Sea World, who was uh, of course the main subject of uh, Blackfish, the documentary mm. which has financially crippled Sea World. Um, so yeah, he died, died at 36. Been ill for a little bit, but mm. uh, yeah, so uh, so he's gone. Um, but no, I just wanted to end on on something I haven't done for a while, which is me getting on my soapbox. So uh, I'll uh, I'll cue up the music. It's soap dishes. And uh, yeah, so unfortunately, as as they do in The Lion King, it's a circle of life, uh, which means that I'm going back to how this show started, unfortunately going back to a little bit of Star Wars. So um, one thing we didn't talk about is that uh, Disneyland Paris having Seasons of the Force, which is uh, their Star Wars celebration thing that's happening in Disney Studios. Disney's, it's just Disney Studios, isn't it, in Paris, yeah. Um, um, in a couple of weeks. The stage is already set up just by um, Tower of Terror around there, uh, so you can see pictures of that online if you if you want to. And it's going to be a nighttime show and character meet and greets. You're going to be able to meet Darth Vader permanently, and there'll be stormtroopers marching about. Oh, it'll be a lot of fun. Um, and it's going on till March. And somebody uh, was uh, was moaning about the the fact that they're trying to. It's a bit of a campaign at the moment to make Princess Leia a Disney princess and how Star Wars has no place in Disney and all this kind of stuff. Um, and somebody gleefully said, oh, well, I changed my dates to go to Disneyland Paris so I can avoid Seasons of the Force. So I'm going in uh, I'm going in April. And I said, oh, did you not see this news story? Because it's already been extended to uh, the end of September. <laughs> mm-hmm. Before it's even started, they've extended it, which is great news. Because um, it means that I've got more chance to go. Um, but, yeah, a lot of people are moaning about, about Star Wars and how it doesn't belong in Disney. And it's getting on my nerves. And I'll tell you why. Because, you know, Star Tours, as a ride, has been in Disney parks now for 30 years. 1987 it first opened in Disneyland. So, uh, and from Disneyland Paris, it's been there since day one. And Disney's Hollywood Studios, it's been there since it first opened as well. So there are parks where Star Wars has always been there. 
and Star, uh, Disney have always done Star Wars merchandise in those parks as well. Now, that's obviously ramped up as they've you know, actually now bought Lucasfilm, so Star Wars is now their property. And, you know, there's always been Mickey merchandise, Star, you know, Star Wars stuff, and that's increased. But this isn't a new thing. It's just, you know, more and more things are happening. And it's popular, and people don't seem to like it. But to me, Disneyland and a Disney Park is a place for everybody. And there are things in Disney Parks that I don't like. I don't particularly like It's a Small World. I don't particularly like the Snow White ride or the Pinocchio ride. But there are people that love those attractions. And I wouldn't want to take that away from somebody. But at the same time, Star Wars is bloody popular. Star Wars brings Disney a hell of a lot, a lot of money. And so I don't understand why there's this thing about Star Wars shouldn't be there. To be honest, I, I honestly think this year will be quite telling with Disneyland Paris. It's the 30th anniversary. And also... It's a big Star Wars uh, assault in terms of that you know what they're putting into Discovery Land and Seasons of the Force. I honestly think it's going to bring more people into the park, and Disneyland Paris need mm. all the visitors they can get, not because it's empty all the time, oh, yeah. but just they need the money. So therefore, they are doing what the public wants, and just because you don't like Star Wars, and Amanda, I know you're you haven't been a Star Wars fan, you've never seen a Star Wars film until recently, mm-hmm. but. I'm sure even you can agree that if something's there, you don't have to do it. That's true. You don't have to go on Star Tours if you don't want to. No one's forcing you onto those rides. No one's forcing unless you're with us, she'll make you go on Star Tours. Unless you're with somebody that wants to go on it. Yeah, that's that's of course the the point. (laughs) But you know, you don't have to go and meet Darth Vader if you don't want to. You don't have to do these things. You You can go to Disneyland without doing anything Star Wars. In the same way that I can go to Disneyland and not go on Snow White or Pinocchio. It's a free choice. But why you'd want to spend your time belittling people for wanting to have (laughs) something that's Disney-owned as well now, whether you like it or not, in their park, makes me mad. I agree. just don't get it. I just do not get it. Anyway, next episode, no Star Wars talk. Um... Yeah, I'm no, right. it's going to be yeah. universal. <laughs> well, that, well, yes, the next show will be, of course, universal over on our sister podcast channel, Universal After Dark, which uh, if you're not subscribing to, please do. Um, Ash, Ash, that's because you said Ash so many times. Right? Amanda, <laughs> name spoke to Ash. Uh, Amanda, Paul, thank you very much uh, for joining me here in the mouse's head. Thank you, dear listener, uh, for doing it. Um, coming up for you, I can tell you that we are going to be having a trip report soon once we get down some details um, of uh, somebody who's been to both Hong Kong Disneyland and oh. Shanghai Disneyland. Oh. Oh, yes. And it's not, and it's not Paul Boniface. It's, this time it's not Paul Boniface. No, it is somebody completely different. So uh, stay tuned for that. That will be coming on an episode soon. Uh, thank you, and we will see you in a couple of weeks' time. Bye. Take care. Bye-bye now.
This podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.